welcome to GameSpeak. My name is Hui and I'm the host of the show. The GameSpeak is your weekly gaming podcast where I break down the biggest and latest news in the video game industry. This is a podcast for people who doesn't have a friend that they can talk and discuss gaming with. And just like me, I'm just going to be all by myself this time. And that's usually how it is. But hopefully very soon I'm able to invite some of my friends over as guests. So please look forward to that. Anyways, welcome to all of you and uh, of course as always thank you so much for all the support and if you are a new listener or old listener i ap- appreciate everything and yeah i just want to say welcome to episode 47 and in this episode we're going to talk about a couple of news pieces but m- more importantly i think it's just about the games that i've been playing since the last week and for once i have actually been playing more than just one game and i'm very excited to talk about all of these games that i've been playing in the last week's uh, last week's time so that's very exciting so yeah um if you if you like what you hear consider consider subscribing to the show you can do that on your favorite podcast platform such as spotify Apple podcast and castbox feel free to leave a nice review for the show it really helps boost the show and uh, of course if you have any feedback or questions for the show leave them at my castbox or at my facebook page which is just the game speak all right, let's get into it. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to do the things as, as I'm always used to do. So I will just start talking about the games that I've been playing since the last episode. First of all, I finally managed to complete Deathloop. I think it's, it's been taking me like a month and a half because I have played so little. I have some, I had so little time and, and energy to, to put a lot of time into Deathloop. And also I think... Deathloop is one of those games where you really have to kind of invest a lot of time at a time uh, when you play the game because I, f- I really think it's uh, it's kind of a complex concept and um, so it's one of those games that if, if I just uh, came home from like a long day at work or something that was the game that I was thinking of playing because it really demands a lot of the player I think or at least that's what I thought uh, but I will get back to that very shortly but yeah, I uh, completed Deathloop. It's uh, like overall, I still think it's a really good game and uh, very nice design, especially the different game mechanics and how all the things kind of intertwine with each other. Um, I will say though that um, the story, I think, it's uh, it's definitely there, and uh, uh, there will be some twists uh, while you play through the game. But a lot of the relationship between Colt, the protagonist that the player plays, and the other visionaries. I think all of that is like, you have to really look for it. Like, you really have to search for it through dialogue or audio clips. And I think environment, environmental storytelling as well, which of course is really nice. And I, I know that Arcane is some of the best at, at, at just those kind of stuff. But I, I kind of wish that we got a bit more focused story delivery through cutscenes or whatever we, we like there's like a couple of in-game cutscenes but uh, I don't think there's a lot but I think that's also one of the premise of, of the game right like that the the player that like, like sorry called the one that you are controlling kind of can like he he really can't remember who he is and what he's doing and so so like his starting point in the game is such a perfect uh, gimmick for 
uh, how to start, how to start a game, and and he's really just like the player, just very confused at the beginning. And together with Colt, you kind of learn more about himself and uh, why he have to break a loop or not. It's up to you, really. But yeah, I completed the game, and um, one thing that really kind of surprised me is that I. I like the concept, but I don't think honestly. I think games like Hitman, like the new uh, re- uh, remake, uh, sorry, uh, remaster, reboot of the Hitman franchise. I think those games do a better job at really giving you the sense of you can really kill your target in a lot of different um, uh, creative and brutal ways. And I don't think that's really the case with Deathloop. Well, of course, uh, just like one single visionary i think that's a lot of way to kill that particular one but to kind of pull off the uh, the perfect loop like the loop to end all the loops um like the goal that you kind of aiming for as you play the game as a player i think i think that's like the ways that you can do that is is, i have to say kind of disappointing i i um i don't think this is a spoiler as such maybe it is okay maybe a mild spoiler if you're if you are currently playing the game and you don't want to it's very much spoiler. It's not like story related, but maybe more like in in regard to how we can kill all the visionaries in one day, and that is simply that um, um, there's not a lot of like I, I cannot imagine that you could somehow uh, get all the visionaries, all eight of them, at the same place at the same time. That's not really possible in this game, and um, of course I I get that you have to use the four the kind of time intervals throughout the day. But you can still like maybe let's say spend morning, noon, and um, afternoon at like to kind of prep the different things, and then and then have the evening to just have them all together and then kill them off. I think that would be pretty nice, and I'm kind of disappointed that that option isn't there. Uh, but yeah, in regards to if I if I would rank uh, Death Loop with and compare it with the other and past arcane games i will say this is definitely i have to say this is actually like the um, at the bottom so i would say Deathloop, dishonored and then pray like i really really uh, like pray i i thought it was such a, a incredible game and then it's it's very um, obviously influenced by past games such as bioshock but I think that's totally uh, totally fine and uh, I really think it's uh, one of the most underrated uh, game pearls from last generation and yeah if you haven't played uh, Prey uh, definitely give it a try I think it's very cheap on uh, the various uh, digital stores so give it a try but yeah I, I think and, and I think honestly this this honor why it's why I'm ranking that number uh, um, the second game is definitely because there's some uh, there's a bit of a nostalgic tied to that game. I think it, I thought it was some of the parts were pretty scary, uh, and I've seen some gameplay clips from Dishonored 2, and I'm not gonna play that game. I like stealth game uh, a lot, but yeah, there's like some sections and enemies that I would rather kind of avoid than <laughs> than then play the game. So I think I'm just gonna keep my distance from the game. Maybe in the future I, I might give it a try. Who knows? But yeah, and and it's it's really weird because I I really like Deathloop. It's not like that I hate it. And like because my biggest gripe with Dishonored one at least is that uh, the stealth part was amazing and um, uh, like um, how you could approach every. It was like my first arcane game, so I was so kind of 
baffled with the the sheer amount of ways that you can approach every mission in the game and it was i think that was so so special and 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 something that i i think i've only seen before in games such as dsx uh, human mankind and that's all and then that's it and after i played this on it i kind of um had like this crazy expectation to every other game that I would be playing, that I would be playing after playing Dishonored. Uh, I just had this ex- expectation that you have to be able to approach every single gameplay scenario in in, in in most games, like in multiple ways. And we kind of see that sip through um, in a lot of games these days. To of course, to a various degree of success in how like the developers have implemented. Uh, you know the uh, mechanic to or definitely the, the the stage to approach every mission or whatever in different approaches and yeah of course Arcane I think Arcane and uh, uh, Edias Montreal are definitely the, some of the best definitely the best in the game industry when it comes to designing levels with multiple approaches I don't even I can't even remember what my point was oh yeah so uh, Dishonored is that um, such a nice uh, nice game I, I like the uh, world and 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 the stealth part but because it's a stealth game and every time i play a stealth game i i don't want to engage in combat and if you if, if you haven't definitely try go and search for death loop uh, brutal kills uh and you will see some amazing uh, plays by um by, by gamers around the world who really been playing and experiment with the combat of Dishonored because it turns out that the sword play and whatever is is pretty good and if you know what you're doing you can do some amazing things and uh, I never did that in Dishonored because there was like this morality system tied to how many people you would kill throughout throughout the game so I just played it completely stealthily and that's why I also got the best ending I, I think but uh, my point is um, with Deathloop uh, the game really kind of nudges you to to not just like of course maybe in the beginning play a bit stealthy but at at a very early point just go wild right like really experiment with the world um try a lot of different things and i really like that because i think arcane studios are so good at creating these first person action games uh, with a lot of very fun abilities and um weapons that feels very nice to 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 um to to use so that's really the thing that I like about Deathloop, that is uh, an arcane game with the um, movement, uh, with the nice movement that we know from Dishonored, but also with all the uh, good stuff from the combats from the previous games. And in, in Deathloop, you, like, you're not really punished by, for going all guns blazing, and I, I really appreciate that. So I had a lot of fun with uh, playing with, with all the abilities. Honestly, I didn't play with all of them, mostly just uh, uh, shift and... Uh, Karsis and maybe Nexus I think those three and I, lo- I noticed uh, so I really haven't uh, doing a lot of crazy things but the things that I've tried was really fun and uh, I really appreciate how the game felt when I just uh, went all in combat but yeah so uh, Deathloop if you haven't tried it I know this is going to be the last time actually not because I have a good friend Porska who's, who's been on the show a lot, uh, uh, like a couple of times at this point I'm considering uh, of uh, recording uh, or making a spoiler cast uh, about Deathloop in the uh, near f- future with uh, my, my friend Poske. I haven't told him, but um, I will after I've recorded this podcast and hopefully he's up for it. 
I think that would be fun and um, just to get two different opinions on the game because it's it's already been nominated for Game of the Year at the Game Awards. So that's very exciting. So yeah, please look forward to that. Uh, that will be up hopefully in the uh, one of the coming weeks. All right. After I um, completed Deathloop, it was also around the time where there was like Black Friday, and that means a lot of big discounts on PlayStation Store. So I ended up buying two games, and the first one was uh, Doom Eternal. So uh, yeah, uh, I, I I I completed the uh, first like the Doom from I think 2016, like the reboot of the franchise. Um, I really appreciated the uh, new approach to uh, to FPS combat that the gamers. Uh, kind of uh, introducing to the players like this kind of doom dance or chess that you're having with the doom guy and all the other enemies was so interesting and uh, such a genius way of, of designing FPS um, game I think and it seems like um, like the, the team at the ID have just doubled down on the combat and uh, yeah I, I bought uh, Doom Eternal and um, uh, so far I would say I, I really like the game I it's it's definitely tough. Like I'm playing it on a normal difficulty, but uh, like when you start up the game, the, the, you will be uh, reading like a pop up at the uh, start menu, where the game tells you like like developer tells you that that you should be prepared that this game is tough. It's very challenging, challenging, but those two things are are very uh, very much uh, done by on purpose because. Uh, developer like the like the developers ID have discovered that uh, the only way for you as the player to um, to really feel like a badass doom slayer that can just take on the whole world or or like hell with a lot of the demons is to really suffer and 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 die a lot at the beginning and really learn from the mistakes because hopefully at some point you will kind of overcome this uh, this hill and you would just feel amazing because now you understand the, how all the different mechanics works and abilities and how you have to kind of uh, maneuver around each uh, uh, shooting arena and, and which monsters you should prioritize and all that. So so I'm really looking forward to to, um, to play more of the game. Uh, so far I, I really like it as I just said. Like uh, I think it's, uh, it's definitely difficult but also um, it, it's like I can't because the Doom from 2016 I really liked as well but at the end of the game I kind of felt the combat was very repetitive I don't know if that's because like there was not a lot of new enemies or something but it just got really tired uh, in, in, in Doom Eternal is like the same but they refined and added some new abilities and so far I, I'm having a great time and it seems like this is definitely there's like a lot more to to think about when you uh, go around and shoot shoot things but yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to get my ass kicked a lot and hopefully uh, very soon I will also be feeling like a badass Doom Slayer but yeah uh, Doom Eternal was on on, on sale and I, I bought it and um, so far if if if, uh, if I would recommend the game yeah if you like FPS games and if you like a good challenge like this also easy mode but um definitely give the uh, the normal difficulty a try to begin with and if it, that's too much of course just take it take it down a notch all right the uh, last game that i've been playing since the last week is guardians of the galaxy by square enix and developed by edios um, montreal i think that's how you pronounce the uh, studio uh, yeah i um this was a game that was announced at i think 
this year's yeah or this actually this year's E3 at the the Square Enix uh, presentation, and I like I appreciate the James Gunn movies and um when I saw the reveal trailer for this game I was uh, really hyped. This this was definitely one of my top three uh, games that I was looking the most forward to this year, and I'm very very happy to uh, to say that I. Uh, this game is great. This is a really, really good game, and it's it's actually everything that I've hoped for from a Guardians of the Galaxy game. It's um, I think the combat is pretty fun, and uh, it seems to be uh, be deep as well and complex. Uh, it's it's kind of yeah, it's it's like a real time uh, action game, but you can um, make the other Guardians of the Galaxy like use their abilities to aid you in your battles, and. Yeah, and uh, it's from Elias Montreal, so does like also a lot of like uh, choices, like it's like RPG choices, like dialogue choices, and um, yeah, so far the game is is, is really good. Uh, let me just start with the good things. Uh, first of all, I was uh, like, of course, I was a bit like when I saw the trailer, I wasn't like super super fan of uh, the character designs for some of the characters uh, especially Drax I, I didn't think was uh, pretty good I just didn't like how he was designed and I think Amore was pretty boring design but now that I've been playing I think around three or four hours of the game I, I really like all the characters and even the, like the, the the designs as well uh, yeah I, I've I also uh, heard and, and read so from other people that that it could be a problem if you would if you would keep comparing the game to the uh, Marvel movies and I can only speak for myself but I have to say that I didn't like for me that wasn't really a problem I, I really um, respect that this is like a, a new interpretation of the universe and characters and so far I, I like yeah I know you can find the uh, the movie outfits throughout the game but I don't feel like uh, like it's a problem that we we've seen Chris Pratt as uh, Peter Quill. To be honest, I I think this P- Peter Quill is uh, of course of, of course uh, they both have a lot of similar characters, but I think he's is distinct enough. Um, even uh, like how his face and face looks and how he's designed and how he is as a uh, character that I can definitely uh, I definitely see them as two different characters, and I think that's cool. Um, yeah, yeah, I would say that Drax is very much similar to the one from MCU and um, Rocket as well, but I don't, I don't think that's a problem to be honest. So I really like the characters. I think the the, the dialogue are, are very nice, uh, very well written, and uh, I have definitely been chuckling uh, a couple of times uh, while playing the games. Uh, and yeah, I uh, I think I'm definitely gonna platinum this game. I've seen the list; it should be pretty easy. So I'm looking forward to do that. Another thing that I really I like about the game is the graphics. I think this game is very much, it, it's very stunning, uh, to be honest. Uh, I'm playing on my PS5, so I'm of course uh, prioritizing uh, performance, so higher frame rate over ray tracing. And I have to say the game looks amazing, and I've the game has a photo mode, and I've been using that a couple of times. Not even taking pictures of the characters themselves, but actually just the environment, which is pretty weird maybe, but I just, some of the environments that you will see at the beginning of the game have some pretty pretty cool lighting, and um, someone who's an amateur cinematographer, um, I, I kind of have to study light uh, in all the mediums that I see light that's pretty nice. 
And yeah, um, and the, the the last thing that I just gotta mention about the game that's pretty good is the soundtrack. So, if you watch if you watch the Marvel movies, you know that Peter Quill loves his uh, Walkman, and you also you also have a Walkman in this game. And uh, the game has a lot of licensed uh, music tracks from the eighties and seventies or something, and a lot of them are pretty pretty good. And um, the way that the game have incorporated some of these uh, music tracks have been really nice and really fun so so yeah the game has a killer soundtrack and i i wouldn't forgive myself if i didn't mention that supposedly the game created this like uh, fictional uh, rock band called star lord and it seems like they've recorded a full album or something uh you, you see them at the beginning of the, of the game and I think you can listen to all the tracks uh, from the beginning or something. It's like heavy metal rock, so not really my jam, but I appreciate the effort that the developers uh, went to to do this. Yeah, I think that's everything I have to say about Guardians of the Galaxy. I am looking like I really am looking forward to play more of the game, and um, I'm just happy that we still have the opportunity to 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 buy these uh, narrative single player focused game because that's really the types of game that I really appreciate and I hope that uh, the studios uh, kind of uh, realize that and will keep continuing giving us uh, what we want which is single player games that are really good so yeah if you are if you've been interested in the in, in checking this game out definitely I would definitely highly recommend uh, that you do that it's uh, it's really good and uh, I think I've said everything that I need to say about the game Alright, yeah, so as I said, we are already like uh, 20 minutes into the episode, I've, and I've just finished the uh, what, have, what Have I Played uh, segment. And uh, so you, so as I said at the beginning of the show, I played some game. I have been playing some games, and um, I've been very excited to play, uh, not to, just to play more of them, but to tell you guys and girls about the games and what I thought about them. Okay, moving on to uh, the new section of this, uh, this uh, episode, I only have two points the first one is actually one that i forgot to record last week so this is uh, someone something that i personally think it's important for me to at least talk a bit about and give you all my opinion on it and that's simply if you've been following rockstar you might have seen that they've released a trilogy of the uh, ps2 games um in a like a remastered version and I was very close to buying the game, but I'm kind of now uh, looking uh, in hindsight. I'm, I'm happy that I didn't because very shortly after the game, uh, like the trilogy was released, uh, a lot of players found out like the games are very buggy. And um, since then, there's been some kind of backlash. Well, backlash that's been big enough that Rockstar have officially published like a, a statement on the whole situation and. Um, it's very, it's very much a PR speech, but uh, I don't have the uh, the blog post uh, at me right now. I just, just, just very quickly, want to summarize what they're saying that, um, that they they're very sorry and and the game really didn't live up to um, like the level that fans expect from Rockstar games, and um, they will do what they can to fix the game. And uh, yeah, so that was like the main points from from the statement, and the reason why I I want to bring this up and just talk a bit about it in this episode is first of all like um, 
this is something I don't think this is new. I, I I've, I've been like following the game industry for a couple of years now, uh, maybe around actually more than ten years, and definitely like since PS4, I I really kind of noticed that um, we've seen more and more of these like game releases where where publishers just think they can get away with so much bullshit. And, and and when I kind of smell something that I think is uh, um, is, is is like is like um, unrespectful from the studios, I just want to talk about it because I think we as gamer boys and gamer girls, like we have the ability to really uh, kind of make our um, criticism hurt, right? And I know this is such like a first world problem, but uh, like just just vote with your wallet right like if you don't want to support a publisher or whatever and because they're doing something uh, that you don't like just don't buy the game and then that's really a unique opportunity right like if enough people um, don't don't like how a game kind of turn out if they don't buy it then the publisher kind of have to align themselves with with the fans and with the outcry uh, I think And, and just personally I think it's just uh, I d- that was a bit of a segue. I, I digest. Um, so, so just going back on track. Like personally, I just think this is like like the PS speech. I think is such a big excuse. Um, I think this is uh, uh, kind of the new rocks that we are seeing. Uh, I, especially since uh, since Dan Houser left the company. Like like the way that uh, Rockstar is, are kind of treating the franchise GTA. Like only focusing on online and just kind of. Just totally forgetting and ignoring uh, the single player component to the game. I, I don't really like it, that, that direction that they're going. And now with this, like this is like, it, it, like it's so clear. Like when you watch the trailer for the new um, trilogy remaster, that they did definitely put a lot of effort into like upgrading the uh, the games, but. There's so many like what I've seen and heard like so many design decisions where I'm just like what's going on like why why would you why did you end up doing this and and to be cold like really like to the point I really think this is just like some stakeholders or whatever that 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 was thinking okay it's been a while since the game like these games were were out let's just remaster them and then very quickly just put some uh, like put a decent amount of budget to the project and not a, like not enough time to really polish the game and then just release it because they know it's, it's GTA it's a household name uh, they are pretty sure that a lot of people are gonna buy the game and, and and now they kind of see what what happens when you just kind of rush a product to the market and and, and for me I think it's just so frustrating because I really wanted the games to be good and maybe it are I haven't played them so I really can't uh, speak but 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 as it stands right now I'm not gonna buy the trilogy until they've patched up uh, and um, the game is on sale uh, like I, I for me like those three games are really important to to my uh, childhood especially San Andreas I think so I'm, I'm really looking forward to play the game and re- revisit uh, the game um, but I hope they, they yeah they fix a lot of the bugs that people have been complaining about. Another thing that Rockstar really can't do anything about anymore is that some of the games, uh, like the music, some of the music tracks in the games um, will not be included in the remaster because of some licensing licensing deals. Um, and that's of course too bad, but that's just how it is uh, these days. So for example, um, Vice City. 
I think so. One of the most iconic, for me at least, if you ask me, one of the most iconic game moments in in, in all of gaming. I think is that when you boot up GTA Vice for the first time, and then the first time that you get to control the the player, uh, you are like in the alley, and you can either take a kind of like a small scooter or like a white car. And and I think no matter what you take, like the first song that they're playing on Michael Jackson with Billie Jean and it's such a for me such an iconic uh, gaming moment and what I've seen is that that like that track particular track isn't in the game so you won't be able to experience that and I think that's too bad um, because uh, if you know anything about Rockstar Games you know that music is such an important and integral part of the experience at least for me um, that's really how I kind of I was able to develop these like uh, nostalgic uh, feelings and memories for for all three games. So yeah, I just wanted to to give you guys and girls my quick opinion on the whole situation, and uh, I think it's a I think it's a bad move, uh, unrespectful move from from Rockstar. But I also hope that they will fix the game and um, listen to player feedback. All right. And the last news for this week's episode is simply, this is from a game reactor, but it's simply that uh, Hideo Kojima seems to be teasing that he might be uh, beginning on working on, yeah, working on a, a sequel to Death Stranding. And that's simply because he has uh, posted on Twitter a picture of, uh, like inside, it seems like it looks like a, a mocap studio. And in the, in the middle of the picture, we see uh, someone who has... Uh, long hair and kind of looks like Norman Reedus and if you haven't played Death Stranding first of all I recommend you do that it's such a unique experience it might not be for you but if you have the chance definitely do it my point is that um, Norman Reedus was the uh, main character protagonist uh, of that game and uh, so this might be a good indication that we might see a sequel to Death Stranding Another news related to Kojima production is that they've opened a new studio, I think, in USA that will be focusing on TV series, TV and movie and entertainment. So that's also pretty exciting, and that picture could be uh, in in like about that. But uh, it seems like it's going to be more Death Stranding, and um, yeah, I I like the game. I I think it's such a unique experience. Um, and I, I think personally, with all like just like with all uh, Kojima games, uh, he, really, he really knows how to come up with these unique worlds, but also gameplay mechanics that are kind of creative. But the best part is that they feel like most of them feel really highly polished when you play them. And that's really how I felt with uh, Death Stranding, to be honest. Like, yeah, some of the controls are, are very. Um, Unique, like in the way they are mapped on in, in the controller, but I I think that's I think it's it's nice that a game doesn't just follow what what a lot of other other games are doing, and that's really what I felt with Death Stranding. And um, it's such a tough game to sell if you don't if you isn't a fan of Hideo Kojima, because it's basically just like a, a kind of like you just walk like it's like you just deliver packages to. Um, people and 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 the, and the main part of the game is to it's just walking and traversing the environment and uh somehow uh that, that that's fun um for me at least so yeah very exciting and um if that's the case i think we're gonna see something 
uh, f- f- about uh, like see something something more like new uh, news or something updates uh, of the game in in a couple of years. I would say 2024 or something. And yeah, with that, I will now be uh, ending the episode. I really hope that uh, you guys and girls have been enjoying this uh, episode. I I think it's it's nice to be able to talk about more than just one game uh, each week. I can't promise that they will that this will keep continuing, uh, but I'll I'll do my best. This is a gaming podcast, and uh, it it wouldn't make a lot of sense if I don't play games. Um, but yeah, I really hope that you've uh, enjoyed the episode. And if you're new or old listeners, first of all, once again, as I said at the beginning, thank you so much for all your support and for listening to the show or subscribing to the show as well. If you like what you heard, consider subscribing to the show and uh, leave a nice review. You can find the uh, podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and CastBox. Feel free to leave any questions or feedback for the show on CastBox or on my Facebook page, which is just the GameSpeak. And yeah, of course, share the glorious um, whatever of the GameSpeak to to any friends, family, or, or or whomever that you think might be interested in a gaming podcast just like this. So yeah, thank you so much for this time, and uh, I hope all of you are taking care uh, and are staying well, and just uh, be safe, and I'll see you next time. Bye.